0: Welcome to the Pete on Software Podcast, where we program with passion. This is the podcast that discusses technology, the business side of software, and the tech people that drive our industry. And now, here's your host, Pete Shearer. Hi, and welcome to Episode 8 of the Pete on Software Podcast. I'm recording this on Monday, February 24th, 2014. Back in Episode 6, I mentioned that I had a talk accepted to Sturtrek Conference, here in Columbus, Ohio on April 4th, 2014. In honor of that, today I wanted to talk about how I go about preparing for a speech and give some good resources to people who might have to give a speech one day. I'm not being so vain as to suppose that I'm experienced enough to give seasoned conference speakers instructions, but I do have some experience and I'd like to offer some advice for anyone who might be speaking for the first time or those that might be tapped to give a presentation or those who have to talk in public and are scared. They say that public speaking is a huge fear for humans. They say that people fear it more than death. I wasn't sure how true that was, so I did a little bit of research. It turns out that in a November 2012 article in Psychology Today, Dr. Glenn Cronson does lend weight to those studies and surveys and claim that as a group, humans fear public speaking more than death. I understand that on one hand, but I also find it hard to believe. Maybe because we've all had to present in class or give an oral book report or give a toast, but not so many people that they were likely to survey have actually faced down death, let alone died. So maybe it's a matter of not respecting the death card enough, I don't know. But it is what it is. The simple answer that could cut this podcast very short is that the number one way to be a good and effective speaker is to prepare. And that includes practice. If someone has to get in front of a class as a high schooler and recite the alphabet, I'm going to guess that person isn't going to have a great deal of anxiety. They know the material and they're prepared to deliver it on cue. If they have to instead read an original poem to the class and take questions from an audience, then that's going to be a different story. In that scenario, practice will definitely help. If you don't know your poem word for word as well as you know your ABCs, you're going to be nervous that you'll mess up. Also, if you've never delivered your poem in front of anyone, you'll be more nervous. In this case, part of preparation is not only rote memorization of the content, but doing some of that practice in front of others. This can be your family, friends, teacher, members of a youth group, maybe some sports teammates. The point is, you don't want your first presentation in front of people to be on live day. The second benefit of a crowd is that they can not only give you feedback, like that you fidget too much, or you say mm way too much, or you look at your feet the entire time, but they can also help you answer practice questions. They can help ask you things that come to them, or even have a game of trying to trip you up by asking the most outrageous questions that they can think of. For some people, thinking on their feet might come naturally, but most often it's just a byproduct of having been in situations where it's required over and over again. The practice of the thing will not only take away the mystery, but build your think on your feet muscle so that you can be ready to answer the person who might try to heckle you with nonsense. But this is all what I'll call low level preparation. That's a given. What do you do if you have to give a talk about something that you don't know about? From a technical standpoint, Scott Hanselman's Art of Speaking video is really great. Scott did that video with Rob Connery for TechPub. I'll link to Scott's blog post announcing the video in the show notes. TechPub is now sold the plural site, so hopefully you can follow the breadcrumbs and check it out. It's totally worth it. Anyway, In the video, Rob asks Scott to prepare a talk about CoffeeScript. Scott then goes through what he does to research a topic, how he makes notes, how he outlines, how he decides what to demo, etc. He also talks about what sorts of backups he puts into place. Things like extra batteries, extra cables, backups of the presentation on thumb drives and on the internet, in case his machine hoses and he has to borrow one. The video culminates with Scott giving the talk and Rob throwing wrenches into the works, like declaring that the conference internet's down, which hurt one of Scott's demos. All in all, it was a great introduction to the kind of things that a technical speaker might need to use to prepare. For myself, here's what I'm going to do to prepare for my talk. To prepare for my talk, to even get accepted in the first place, I had to write an abstract for the talk. The abstract itself required a few hours of preparation, and I consulted with three different friends to help not only with my wording, but with the content that they thought would uh, would be necessary to be interesting. Let me read what got accepted. The title is called, Don't Call Us, We'll Call You push notifications in iOS, Android, and Windows Phone 8. The abstract reads, Mobile is the future and one way only conversations are boring. Find out how to keep your app's users in the know with push notifications. In this session, we will evaluate the push notification landscape, see why push notifications are useful, and how you would send and receive them to iOS, Android, and Windows Phone 8 devices. Then, we'll take a look at running a push server and evaluate the pros and cons of rolling your own versus leveraging a a notification-as-a-service platform, such as Urban Airship or Parse. Okay, from that abstract, I'm going to make a very rough outline. As a rule, I'm going to start the talk with a brief welcome to the audience, a thanks to the conference sponsors, and a very brief introduction of myself. So that's point one of my outline with subpoints A, B, and C. Then, I'm going to take a cue from my abstract. I said we're going to evaluate the push notification landscape. In outline terms, that means I need to explain what push notifications are, why you'd want them, how they work, etc. That's point two of my outline. From here, I start working into the technical parts of the presentation. I have to examine this for flow, but I think that when I'm going to write the applications, iOS, Android, and WinPhone 8, start to finish one at a time, rather than switching back and forth for each part. I'm also not sure if I'm going to write the push service myself first for each one, and then the UIs for each one or literally do all end-to-end. For the sake of getting something down here, I'm going to make the push service point 3 in my outline, and iOS, Android, and Windows Phone 8 client implementations, points 4, 5, and 6, respectively. Point 7 will be to take a look at Urban Airship and Parse, 7a and 7b, and how they compare to having written the entire service on my own. Point 8 will be a reiteration of what all we've learned today. Point 9 will be a list of resources and where they can be found. And point 10 will be where I take questions. This can all change, but now I've got something to work with and something to start filling in. If you're very short of ideas, a site like SlideShare can be a great help. Take a look at what other people may have done in your space or just in general. If you see something you like, reach out to them and see if you can borrow a diagram that might be useful or a graphic. The kinds of people who will put their slides on SlideShare will most likely be the kind of people who would love to help you out. So you've filled out your outline and you're ready. At this point, you need to practice speaking through your outline over and over and over. You should practice your demos over and over. Practice them on the machine that you'll perform them on. Practice them on machines that you won't perform them on, in case you have to borrow one. And then practice your speech and demos intermingled. Then practice them in front of some of your friends or coworkers. Hopefully there's some overlap there. But do you notice a theme? If you want to be great, practice your presentation. This isn't reciting the ABCs. This is a complex machine that all has to work together to go off well. Now I want to talk about backups. I agree with Hanselman that you want to have extra batteries for your wireless mouse and different kinds of cables to hook up to projectors don't take anyone else's preparation for granted. If you can, and if your presentation requires internet, try to bring your own hotspot. If you can't, or even if you do, you should prepare to not have internet in case one of those things goes wrong. What I do is that I record myself performing the internet demo. I don't speak on the recording. I just record my screen. Then at the very least, if my internet is down, I can play the video and talk through it. I can pause if someone needs to see something, etc. So uh, if it isn't uh, as good as the real thing, it's pretty darn close. If your presentation requires a very complex setup, you might even want to record all your demos in case your machine craps out and you can't find another machine with Xcode, Android Development Toolkit, and Visual Studio all installed and configured how you want, in my case. Depending on the kind of time I give myself for this presentation, I may do just that. At the very least, I'm going to have my code available on a portable drive and in Dropbox, so that at the very, very least, I could pull it down and go over it. Something is better than nothing, and I believe your audience will appreciate the lengths that you went to to try to get them your content. I also like to prepare a survey and put it on SurveyMonkey or somewhere and invite people to take it. You may only get a few submissions, but all feedback can be helpful in making you better. My very first presentation was to about 20 people, and I got two submissions to my online survey, so that wasn't bad. My conference also had a paper survey, which most people took, so I got a lot of feedback from there too. Another resource which allows you a lot of practice is Toastmasters. Toastmasters is a group that meets in several locations in tons of cities. At the group, you'll not only learn about holding meetings, but you'll also work on your speaking skills. You get different kinds of speeches to perform, and you're given positive feedback by your peers. The entire thing is aimed at making you a better speaker, and to do it in the most uplifting way possible. I attended Toastmasters as I was preparing to become a user group and conference speaker to try to work on fears and preparation and incorporating feedback and the like. It's a great step zero if you're interested in preparing yourself. As I said earlier, this skill isn't only for technical speakers. As you move up in your job, you may be called on to lead a meeting or give a presentation to your coworkers on how to perform a task, etc. Since so many people are scared, get some courage through familiarity and through groups like Toastmasters and show yourself to be a leader. As a final takeaway, I've been to far too many meetings and presentations where the speaker apologizes before starting for not being prepared. They tell us how they were up drinking the night before instead of working on their presentation when demos go awry. Demo goblins do show up, but there's no excuse for the rest of it. If you're accepted to speak, you should not be working on major parts of your presentation the night before. I understand if you're doing last-minute walkthroughs and you tweak a small thing that you find, but if you practice as much as I've suggested, that just shouldn't happen that often. I was so nervous for my first presentation that I practiced it all morning. I was first up after lunch, so I skipped lunch, and I went to the room and I practiced the entire speech in the room that I would be in to make sure that I was ready. When the time came, I was ready. I don't say that to brag. I just want to tell you that story to promote the power of practice. My constant practice was the only reason that I had any level of success. Please don't overlook it when you're pursuing your own success. My pick of the week this week is fontprep.com. And this pick actually comes courtesy of my friend Jeff Meyer, who you can find on Twitter as at Jeffrey Meyer. So Font Prep is an app for Mac OS X that takes your TTF and OTF font files and generates all the respective font formats for the web. WOFF, EOT, SVG. You drag and drop your fonts uh, onto the app, and they allow you to take a font with thousands of characters, and you can create a a web font that you can embed with one, ten, a hundred, however many glyphs that you actually need for your site so that you don't have overly huge font files. Each converted web font is automatically bundled with an industry standard at font face declarations, so you can easily plop them into your working styles. Font Prep fires up a server running on port 7500 also, where you can also see what your fonts will look like in production. They call it their Font Prep Playground. Here you can instantly preview each individual character, scale them, test your color schemes, just to make sure that it's going to look great. Definitely check it out at fontprep.com. That's it for this week. As always, you can reach me on Twitter as at PeteOnSoftware, on my blog, PeteOnSoftware.com, or visit my podcast by clicking the podcast tab of the blog. Until next time.